All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I was going to talk about bottom flip, but I think that's stupid. Oh, man, Shep. Huh? John. Alex, check. Check, check. Sounds good. Ready, big boy? Yeah. Let's do it. Tony, this is uh, Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. We're here at the Bramer Arena still, getting ready for the semifinal game. Al Stalock's going to play in. He's a starting goalie for... There it is. The Bick. Bick. Never, don't know what Bick Pens has to do. Bick Pens, he's a starting goalie for Bick. So me and Al were chatting about the first time we met. It was actually in that locker room right over there. Yeah. It was about, what, five years ago? Probably, yeah, or if, if not longer. I'm glad you said starting goalie, too, because... This is the longest start string of starts I've had in my pro hockey career at the Beauty no. League. So it's yes, I've had four. I've started every game I've been here, which is awesome. You know, it's some nights. Some nights for me in the National Hockey League, the coaches give me the night off, but uh, here they uh, let me run with it. It's fun. Well, it's funny. I was telling me a story about how I got to San Jose. Yeah. And it's basically if it wasn't for him, it, I would have never gone to San Jose. We would have never put so out here, a Sharks t- tell jersey. So here, tell them how I got to the Sharks, how you were a part of that deal. So we, so we met uh, here at Hank's Octagon Camp. Yes. The Beauty League wasn't, the John Scott Cup wasn't, wasn't uh, around then, and I knew John, there. I knew John about as good as you walk into the rink, you had to say hi to him. He's six foot eight, and uh, if you were playing against him, he would literally run the goalies over. So every, you kind of had to be like, hey, what's up, man? Good to see you. <laughs> like... Me and Tim you need, you need your stick taped or anything? And then uh, that was it. So sure enough, I'm in San Jose, and we were, we were going through a year that they called uh, a rebuild. We were going to go young, and we wanted to bring in a guy that could take care of our younger guys. And uh, I get a call one summer day. My phone rings. It's Doug Wilson. I'm like, oh, God, where am I going? You're cut. Where am I going? And, uh, no, he proceeds to ask me, you know, about John Scott. And I know him, like I said, as good as a hello and goodbye every day. And. He's like, well, uh, what do you think? Is he gonna? Will he fit in our locker room? And I said, you know, that's a funny question because it's an old rink in San Jose, and he's six eight. He might not you even did not. fit. I said that. I said he might not even fit in our locker room. Yeah. But uh, no, I was like, he is a is a awesome guy. For uh, at least he says hi to me and bye to me every day. And so you lied to him. So we hung up the up. we hung up the phone, and a day later, John Scott's headed to San Jose. So that was my first day as an assistant GM, and. Um, and then, uh, too bad for me and John, uh, the end of the year was kind of our last, Doug last Wilson, days there. Wilson got pissed at him for saying I was a good fit, and uh, they cut us both the next year. 
So he gassed us. So it turns out we weren't good fits. Oh man. But no, we it was we had a good time in San Jose. It was we had a really good team. We had uh, Jumbo and Marlo. We just kind of never. There was a bunch of shit going on between the GM and the coach and the presidents. Right? It was just a lot of political stuff and who was the captain. And Jumbo got stripped, and we had a vote who was going to be the captain, and everybody still wanted Jumbo to be captain, and Pavs was kind of stuck in the middle. But it was a t- it was one of my funnest years of hockey, just because of you and Pavs and Jumbo and Brownie. It was so fun. I, I when I think back of those days, well, <laughs> no, Brownie, like he makes me laugh. Arm. So Mike Brown was one of the, he was just the most eccentric guy out there. He was just. I, we would go on, anyways. I, I, I don't know if we can get flying into it. alone, flying alone. Remember hitting just the littlest bump in turbulence, and he sat backwards back at the card table. The littlest bump would hit the way. Fuck! Fuck! You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me! The littlest bump, and I don't like flying either. But and he, he would was, just make it worse. He was very sensitive. So what I remember most about um, San Jose, I was a healthy scratch a lot. Now I was a healthy scratch. <laughs> <laughs> and so we would get. In hockey, if you don't play, you skate with the team for the morning practice, and then after that, all the players who are going to play... That's when our practice starts. That's when we... Get to play. Get to work. And so we'd we'd be out there with the coaches, and we would bag skate. And so you'd be at one end with the goalie coach, right? And I'd be with the D or forward coach, whatever I was playing that week. And And we can't forget about him, one of the greatest greatest guys in hockey of all time. Who? Who's the goalie coach? You remember. I don't... Wayne Thomas. Wayne! Wayne was great. He was the greatest guy ever. I still talk to him to this day. And so we would bag skate, and I would just be, like, dying. I would be dying. And then afterwards, we'd play these games where you would have to score in order for the the drills to be over. And Al was such a nice guy. He would just let me score. I don't know if that was the nice factor. <laughs> it was so what? You would just let me score, and it would be the greatest thing ever. So what are you doing now? What's up? You're with Minnesota, right? Yep. Or, oh yeah, me and my wife are here in Minnesota now. We got... Uh, Half the kids you got, um, and I feel like my hands are full, so I don't know how you do it. But it makes it super easy to, to uh, you know, have a great uh, family life and, and not have to move, and we really enjoy it. And obviously you spend time here in Minnesota, so you know what it's like to play here every night, to have a sold-out building and play in front of great fans. Yeah, it's nice to be in the, in the city where you want to be. You know what I mean? Because I've played in cities where your family's not there. It's just Why, it wasn't like that in Phoenix? Phoenix was great. The weather was great, but... Oh, no, that wasn't Phoenix issue. It was the All-Star game. Where they traded me and, they, yeah, fuck Phoenix. I, yeah, Phoenix, we didn't leave on the best of terms. Yeah. Well, Arizona, excuse me. Right. But, oh, it's nice. I love playing in Minnesota. Like, when I was here, my wife had a job here. We bought a place here. I thought I was going to stay here forever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hockey world happens and you get cut or you get traded or you, whatever. I, I left. But it's nice that you got to be able to come back because you went to Duluth. Yep. And then you signed the San Jose Rado to Duluth, right? Yeah. And then you signed with the Wild. And now you were with the Wilds up and down last year, right? Um, last year I was up in Minnesota the whole year. The year before you I was were? in Iowa for most. I never knew that. This is this a hockey? Uh, was this a hockey podcast? I did not. Know. I thought is you were the Vikings <laughs> last year. Uh, the year before I was in Iowa for most of the season. Oh. Played some games at the end of the year. Oh, um, but last year I was in Minnesota the whole year. No way. Yeah, NHL.com, NHL TV, NHL networking, ESPN even sometimes has sports clips. You know I, what I did? I went on the beauty website, yeah. and, and I, it says you were born in 1992. 
No, it Were you doesn't. born in 1992? No, I'm in 87. Yeah, they were messed up. So my bad. Al was in the NHL, and you're going to be in the NHL this year, correct? That's the plan. Nice. And how's Minnesota? How's the team shaping up? How is Koivu and Owen Nolan and all those guys, Pierre Marc Bouchard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's good. It's good to have Brian Rolson, a guy like that. Rolson's the back. Here, and, um, yeah. It's, how's, uh, but how's the team looking, all seriousness? Because you're in a tough division with some it is. Chicago, Nashville. Yeah, it's, it's like the uh, best division in hockey. So it's crazy. Yeah, it was, and I felt like that when we were out west. Yeah, we the Pacific, you know, for a few years it was unbelievable, and now it feels like the Central. Everybody beefed up this year, you know. And what did you? What moves but, did the Wild make? We added uh, Matt Hendricks, uh, JT Brown, um, and uh, Eric Fair, who was actually out in uh, San Jose. So it'll be fun to talk to him about his time out there. He ended the year, um, came at the trade deadline. They got him at the trade deadline, so. So they're going to be a big impact on the team. And, uh, yep, and we got uh, Andrew Hammond, the hamburger. If you oh, remember him, made the run. Why did you get another goalie? Depth, depth, depth. I don't like that. So now there's three goalies. Right, yeah. What's that about? Equal opportunity employer. <sighs> I didn't know that. So, yeah, no, we were, uh, I think it's, uh, we got a group, obviously. We made it in the playoffs last year with a ton of injuries. Throughout yeah. the year we had, uh, Nino was out for a while. Charlie was out for a while. Zach missed the third of the year. Ryan got hurt at the end of the year. Spurge was out for a while. There was a lot of guys that played big minutes that we just we lost. And so somehow, you know, we found a way every night to give ourselves a chance and pick up points along the way and, and get into playoffs, which is pretty pretty amazing for if you look at how many maybe man bodies or man games, whatever they call it, we lost. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we get uh, everybody back rejuvenated, healthy, and uh, ready to go. That's a very good answer. Very political. Very good. Are we done? No, I, I want to get back to just being a goalie because I've played with a lot of goalies. I've been on many teams. I've sat next to them in the locker room. I, the weirdest one I sat in, Ryan Miller was the, one of the weirdest goalies I sat next to. He was like a super nice guy, but just very strange right. in how he saw life and approached the game and just he was weird. We used to call him concentration camp because... <laughs> He looked like he hadn't had a sandwich in, like, years. And he would take his equipment off, and he'd be like, are you an athlete? Like, you look like you're, here, have a chocolate bar. There are some guys like that. It's crazy. Yeah, and I was just wondering, because you spend so much time with your goalie, right? Your Part, yeah, partner. partner. What if, like, have you ever had a guy who was just, like, you didn't like? Because I've had teammates who I didn't like, and I can just, uh, you know, I've seen that firsthand. <laughs> I've seen that firsthand out of you. I've seen you say that to a teammate straight up and put me in a bad spot. What? That was after a bag skate. Yes, yeah, oh after a bag skate. Was it TK? TK. <laughs> me, you, and TK are sitting in a locker room. TK's taking off his gear and you're just out of nowhere. Do you know TK? Everybody told me you're a horrible guy, but I like him. <laughs> and it was it was. He oh, was a nice guy. Everyone, he was. He was this guy. He everyone was a good warned guy. me, like, TK's the worst. I, I think he just was going back to Ryan Miller. He might have just been quirky about his, you know... His preparation for no, man, he was, but it's just like, is there a guy who, like, or you don't have to name names, whatever, like, because you, you know, you play with many goalies. Has there ever been a time where it's like, man, I just don't, like, jive with this guy. I don't like him. I think that happens. I think anybody would say there are guys that you just don't match who was it? together. No, you don't say names. Tell me. <laughs> I loved everybody. I, I didn't like everyone. I'll tell you who I didn't like. No. We don't need to do that. All right. Because um, every team, you got a few guys. So you just, you know. Well, it's like anything else. I mean, not every, people. like. Work, Not everybody gets place. along. Right. Yeah. But they say that at the they say it every team says that. You don't need to like each other every night, but when the when the jerseys are on you gotta 
They say that because there was times when guys I didn't like would get blown up, and I would just be like, "That's, That's what you get. <laughs> you deserve it." Uh, I'm not. F- <laughs> okay. I'm not wasting my time. Let's get some questions. I, I've all uh, best shot in the league. Just okay. We'll do this. Best snapshot coming in. I got to blue. play. I got to play against Ovechkin actually this year for the first time, so I can say I've seen his shot. And he rang one off the elbow, and I, I didn't really react. So. Really, and yeah. was that a snapper or one time snapper? And he's got a wicked one timer too. Right. Yeah. And are those the hardest shots? Who's got the hardest, heaviest shot? You know who now too is that line A. That line A can is really, really, yeah, he can really bring the puck. And Weber and Chara, you've stood in front of them. You had to have. Yes, yeah, Weber put one through my glove um, and scored. Not no. almost, but I think it was, it was more so just my weak wrist deficiency. <laughs> it hit my glove and my wrist just folded back and it went in. So that was, uh, I, I was there and in position. I just wasn't strong enough <laughs> to stop a shot. Yeah, but I've always, it's always so. You get more time from those guys. Ovechkin, he can let it go at the top of the circles where at least you get another 10 feet if Weber's shooting it to try yeah. to catch it. Why, like, why would you want to be a goal? Like, why does Because I had an older brother. I really, you know, the beauty leagues, want, I love the beauty league because I can play the puck as much as I want. Yeah. You know, but uh, I had an older brother who needed someone to shoot on, and then when you play goalie enough, you go out and play forward, and you're like, holy, am I bad at forward. And so, so that... you have to play goalie. And you of. like it now. Like, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it something, a mindset where, like, because the game, literally, it's one of the few, few positions in all the sport where you control the whole game. If you play bad, we lose. <laughs> Honestly, though. But right. if you play good, if you're standing on your head, the team could win because you, you could carry the whole team. Right. Like, and is that, like, what's the what's the mindset going into a game? Like, it's because when I, when I prepare, I'm just like, okay, I need to do my job. But right. even if I screw up, we still might win. Right. But if you, like, if you suck the first period, you let in three goals, four goals, the game's over. Well, yeah, that, a, yeah. A, I'll be out of the game, so then they'll get me. I've seen that a few times. So then, so then I'll be off the ice. I'll be back to the bench yeah. where I feel comfortable. And uh, no, I think the biggest thing, yeah, obviously, in, when you're not playing every night, and you know that it's yeah. it's hard to show up, and you don't want to make a mistake. You're scared to, you know, kind of make a mistake. You don't want to give up that soft goal where the bench kind of their shoulders sink, and um, you just want to give them a chance every night. You know, make a big save early. That's to such keep a boring in. answer. Oh my god. No, like, what do you like? Do you get nervous? Like, oh, okay, because yeah. you, you haven't played in five games. Ten. The team's ten 12. games. It's like, shit, I need to, like, is it the first few shots you have to make sure you save? Or is yeah. it just like, what's, makes, how do you get into it? Makes a big difference. You get hit with the puck a few times early. And I mean, hit with the puck where they shoot it in your chest versus having to go out and make a, a big save. But you know what else gets you into the game? Like, for me, if I can just play the puck a few times, feel the puck, you make a play. Yeah. You're like, all right. Feel decent tonight. Were you a soccer guy before the game? It, you know what? In San Jose, I was. <laughs> we had an awesome game. Yeah. But here, here, it's a way different game here. They, they play with skill here. They two touch it every time. Where in San Jose, it was <laughs> absolute lasers at guys' heads. It was more of dodgeball. So, so it's in, before the game, the players nowadays they play two touch soccer, oh. and the idea is to you can touch the ball twice, and you got to kick it and hit somebody, and the ball has to touch the ground. And so in San Jose, we would have, like, psychos, like Burnsy. Burnsy. Jumbo would say they'd stand at one end of the hallway. The yeah. hallway was, like, six feet wide. and they'd Very they'd, narrow. They'd stand right next to each other, and they'd set each other up for one-timers. So he'd pop it up in the air, and Jumbo would do a running jump kick towards the other end of the hallway. And then on the other end would be you, Pavelski, and, and Shepard. I don't know who was on the other but end. Did, yeah. But then there were people lined up on I the I would wall. be on the side, and sometimes you get hit in the face. <laughs> and your head would smoke the brick yeah. wall. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah, that was a different... That wasn't really two-touch. That's like suicide ball. That's like murder ball. So, but, okay, so what do you... Well, we'll get off a of hockey little. What are you doing now with your life? Your wife's Felicia. Yeah, busy with the kids. Uh, we got a three-and-a-half-year-old boy and a nine-month-old girl, so, you know, uh, hands full all day. You know, I try to try to get out fishing, try to golf, but it's... Uh, that stuff's hard to do a little bit now with uh, two, but, you know, it's... It's fun. You get to spend a lot of the summer with them now, and we get up north as much as we can to family cabins and and do that stuff. And uh, now it's funny. We got a month left to go, and we're back to the uh, back to the. It goes by fast. And then, did did you get a degree from Duluth? No, no. You know how hard it is to get a degree from Duluth. It's one of the. It is impossible to come out, of, you know what I mean, to go there four years and the classes are strenuous. After the ALSA game, I was kind of hot shit, and they called me and asked me if I wanted a, an honorary doctorate. Who? Duluth did. Oh, God. And I said, I'm okay. Thanks. I bet they did. They said, to, not to the school. They were, like, they were like, we can mail it to you. And I was like, just save the postage. <laughs> I don't so even want it. So School of Communications, if you look in any of those magazines. Is that what you that went to yes, Yeah, believe it or not, and I've made it. You know, I got pretty much two and a half years of credits done, so amazingly I made it that far, and it's going to be tougher to finish. Once I get into these 4,000 level classes. Sorry. Al, Sorry. He's a communication major. He doesn't even talk into <laughs> the mic. We don't, we're, I haven't gotten to the 3,000 level ah. mic class yet. But are you going to go back and finish? Yes, yeah, I do. You I think? have to. Be. Yeah, I've taken uh, the last couple summers, I've taken a class every no. summer just to stay in it. Yeah. Do they still pay for it? The last one I took, I failed. Um, they, they still pay for it? No, not big. No, no, we, we pay for it. And I failed. I was so mad. I took and you a, paid for it and you failed? Yeah, I took a criminology class. But I I was going up to my buddies with Frazier McLaren. You probably fought this guy. Fought and him many times. So I'm going to Frazier's wedding and I'm on, my, I'm on the drive up there and I'm doing the math. Like, okay, I have like a high D. If I don't oh take gosh. the final, it's out of 100 points. I'm still going to have like a D minus. It's not like I'm playing for eligibility. Here's All I pass. want is the credit. Yeah. So I, I don't take the final. And I get my grade, and it's an F. I email the teacher. I'm like, I did the math. There's no way I can fail this. And he tells me that the final is weighted. I'm like, oh, come on. You can't wait. You're an idiot. Obviously, if you don't take the final, oh. you're going to be failed. So I failed the class I paid for. I was so mad. Oh, sorry. Is that crazy? <laughs> yeah, we got on the phone. Showtime. He's talking about spitting chicklets right now. Oh, fucking spitting chicklets always. Well, I guess we can shut it down, Zach. We're in the interview. Thanks, everybody. Al. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me on. All right. Good luck with the wild this year. Or the Iowa Wilds. I will start. <laughs> All right. Let's shut it down.